Welcome. This is David Sloshberg with the Rest Assured Podcast for today. Today's topic is Qualified Charitable Distributions. We're going to be talking about how utilizing this portion of the IRS code can wind up benefiting you and your charitable causes. So let's start out by defining what a charitable, qualified charitable deduction is. It's a part of the IRS code that suggests that you can give funds from your IRA directly to charities. That's going to benefit you because it's not going to wind up being taxable at the end of the day on your tax return. So monies that come out of your IRA will go to the charity and at the end result, you won't have any taxes on that. Now you won't get a Schedule A deduction, but this is actually better than a Schedule A deduction because most people don't deduct enough on the Schedule A and they have this, they take the standard deduction. So with a qualified charitable deduction, it's monies that will come out of your IRA, you'll get a 1099R, but you'll be able to write off 100% of that charitable contribution. As we go through a list of items here, you'll see that it will satisfy your RMD and there'll be other topics here that will benefit you that you'll find out about as we go further. So for a married couple in 2023, over the, both over the age of 65, the standard deduction is $30,700. Everybody gets either that standard deduction or they get to use the Schedule A for itemized deductions. Most of our retirees have paid off mortgages. They don't have any state income taxes to speak of anymore. They just have their state real estate taxes. And it's very hard to exceed 7.5% of adjusted gross income to have medical write-offs. And that's the majority of the Schedule A write-offs that you can get. So most retirees over the age of 65 are taking the standard deduction of 30700 if you gave $10,000 to a charity, while we'll certainly feel good about that charitable contribution, you won't wind up getting the charitable deduction because of the fact that that 10,000 added to your real estate tax is not gonna exceed $30,700 standard deduction. And so the $10,000 charitable deduction that we might ordinarily think to be tax deductible winds up not being tax deductible for that reason. Instead, if you gave $10,000 from your IRA to a charity, you'd get a 1099 for the $10,000 that would show up on your tax return, but you'd immediately be able to state that you gave it to a charity and therefore it shouldn't be taxable and it will zero out that IRA monies coming onto your tax return. It'll zero it out and there won't be any tax implication at all for the IRA distribution. There's certain rules and guidelines you have to meet in order to do this, and we'll cover this as we go further. There are specific requirements in order to be eligible to make the qualified charitable distribution. If we remember the old um, RMD age of 70 and a half, that's when we used to have to be able to take um, our first year required minimum distribution from our IRA. That was also the timetable for when you can start making these qualified charitable distributions. So you have to be age 70 and a half. They changed the RMD age over time to 72 and now to age 73, but the QCD age stayed at 70 and a half. Now, to be very clear, that doesn't mean that you can make this qualified charitable distribution 
in the year that you turn 70 and a half before your 70 and a half birthday. You have to literally wait till you reach age 70 and a half, and then you can write a check or give the money out of your IRA directly to a charity at will. So while the RMD age changed to 73 and the eligibility age for QCDs remained at age 70 and a half, when you do reach RMD age, the QCDs can be used to satisfy your RMD requirements. So let's just say hypothetically, you're age 73 and this year your RMD requirement is $30,000. If you gave 20,000 to qualified charitable distributions, you'd only have to take 10, the $10,000 remaining as a required minimum distribution for yourself. You can give the entire $30,000 to the qualified charities, and therefore that would satisfy 100% of your RMD, but you could actually give up to $100,000 as the calendar year cap to QCDs and not have it at all taxable, and up to $100,000 can satisfy your RMD requirements for the calendar year. While the tax implications uh, have been discussed a little bit, but basically um, it's a zero tax on money that comes out of your IRA. Uh, effectively, um, when I teach on the subject of these IRAs, I help people evaluate the benefit of starting their 401k when they were working or making these IRA contributions. The benefit was that you got a tax deduction so that 100% of the contribution was not being taxable to you and therefore it's monies that are not being taxed. Later, when you take it out, when you have your requirement distributions or you take it out at retirement, you pay the tax at that time on the distribution. So the deal that you made with the IRS is, I'm not gonna pay the tax today, I'm gonna pay the tax tomorrow when I take it out. And that means that if you made a $100,000 salary and you were gonna put 25,000 into your retirement account at work, you were only taxed on 75,000 and the $25,000 was effectively quote unquote, never taxed. And so that money is yours, but it's never been taxed. And there's an, an a liability that's attached to it, to the IRA, to the IRS rather. If you make that charitable distribution out of your IRA to a charity, you're giving the charity money that's never been taxed and you're never going to be taxed on it. So it has a distinct advantage in the ability to help to build and sustain wealth when your charitable contributions are coming from items that have never been taxed. And when you take it out, it will still never be taxed. There are two important distinctions to the qualified charities in order to be eligible for a QCD deduction. First and foremost, they have to be registered as a qualified charity as a 501c3 organization. So they have to be a qualified charitable organization. Secondly, when you give the gift, you have to be able to receive a, a gift letter or a letter at the end of the year stating that you gave this gift and that you received nothing of value in return for the gift. So in other words, you can't give from a charity um, that is providing an event for you and you get to go to the event and enjoy um, some sort of dinner and function, you are receiving something of value in return when you give that charitable gift, that will not qualify for a QCD deduction. 
100% of the funds need to go to the charity without receiving anything in return. And the letter that you receive, that the receipt that you receive has to specifically state that you received nothing of value in return for the donation or the gift that you gave. As stated, the annual limit is $100,000. Um, that is the annual cap on how much you can give to a qualified charitable uh, organization under these QCD rules. Um, yeah, I have, uh, I can provide that uh, beneficial explanation this way. Um, so I have a client that gives regularly $25,000 a year to his church. And he isn't able to take very much benefit for it because um, that 25,000 in addition to his $10,000 real estate tax gives him a $35,000 itemized deduction instead of a 30,700 standard deduction. So in reality, he's only gaining a $4,300 tax deduction for the $25,000 gift. In lieu of that, he can take the $30,700 standard deduction and write a check directly from his IRA to his church monthly, quarterly, weekly, annually, and have that satisfy his required minimum distribution requirement. When we're doing tax planning for this individual, this is somebody that effectively didn't need their IRA. They had pension incomes and they had other sources of income um, that benefited his family. And the IRA was really legacy dollars. And evaluating the future of the tax implications and the required minimum distributions, it was decided for this individual that it was in his best interest to do Roth conversions and move his traditional IRAs into Roth IRAs so that he wouldn't have required minimum distributions and so that the future growth of the IRA assets would be tax-free and so that it can pass to the next generation to them tax-free as well. But in this particular case, we didn't want to convert 100% of his IRAs. As a matter of fact, there was roughly 500,000 of his IRAs that we didn't convert because it was earmarked for these charitable causes and for the $25,000 plus of charitable contributions that he was giving. So it saved him the tax dollars on converting $500,000, roughly $140,000, dollars in taxes to have retained 500,000 in the traditional IRA for the purpose of his philanthropic needs during his lifetime. The process of making your QCD work and the uh, errors that occur, the way to make sure that you don't have these errors, the easiest process that I find is to get a checkbook for your IRA, make sure that you have ample cash in the account to cover checks that you might write that is not invested in a stock or a mutual fund, et cetera, and then write checks directly out of your IRA to the charity. Uh, the reason being is number one, that can serve as a receipt for you. Uh, you save your annual statements and you just look at all the check amounts that are written out to a charity and it makes it really easy at the end of the year to come up with an accounting of how much of your IRA distributions went to a charity. Of course, you want to retain those gift letters and pass that on to your CPA as well um, or your enrolled agent when they do your tax return so that they can make sure that that portion of your IRA distributions wind up being taken off your tax return and, and not taxed at the end of the day. Some of the most common mistakes are sending the money to a charity and not telling your tax advisor that you did so. 
And then when the tax advisor gets the 1099-R, they put 100% of that distribution on your tax return without knowledge that's, that you made a QCD. And therefore you wind up paying tax at the end of the day because you overlooked that little step. That, that is exactly why I recommend writing checks directly from the IRA. It's an easy accounting system. And then the second mistake that's made is that people do it and sometimes do receive something of value. And as I mentioned earlier, that would not qualify as a qualified charitable distribution. You can't receive anything of value when you give the gift. That is a, a good question. I appreciate it. Qualified charitable distributions for philanthropic as a strategy. I highly recommend that you seek uh, an advisor that is familiar with taxes as well as financial advisory services um, if you're going to do QCDs. Um, I mentioned earlier a, in a different uh, session, a client who did not do a Roth conversion of all of their investments um, for the purpose of retaining some IRA assets for philanthropic purposes. So anytime that you are charitable minded, I think it makes sense to get advice with somebody that is um, gifted in the area of taxation to ensure that you're making a overall strategy effective for yourself and your family. So if you wanted to learn more about qualified charitable distributions, I recommend that you look for a financial advisor that specializes in tax mitigation strategies as a part of their uh, offering service. They're going to be the best to be able to give coordinated holistic advice on the topic. If you wanted to self-educate, um, I recommend that you go out to the internet and simply Google qualified charitable distributions and find a qualified uh, source of information or to learn more about it. Um, the only takeaway from that though, is that without a professional guiding you in the matter, um, you may overlook some planning strategies that might provide additional benefit, more so than simply writing the check to the charity. So I'll encourage you, reach out to a professional on the topic and get their advice on the matter. Uh, most advisors would be happy to meet with you to discuss it without obligation. Thank you for joining us today on our Rest Assured podcast on the topic of qualified charitable distributions. I hope you join us for future segments as they come out on a variety of topics that we hope you'll find beneficial for yourself and your family. Thanks again. My name is Dave Sloshberg. I'll see you soon.